say i'm not happy about the weather though i mean too cold yeah way too cold 30 33 was the highest we got here in houston i know y'all are a little bit north of me so yeah we're actually colder we were in like 20s mm. so for me if it's not if it's below my age i don't like to go outside <laughs> so the weather's <laughs> above my age i don't like to go out don't say that when you're 90 uh, hey, I'm still okay with that. Because <laughs> at that point, my skin will be even thinner, and I'll probably be even colder. So, there's well, a reason I live south of the Mason-Dixon. Well, I've been inside all day with heated blankets and like uh, the bouncer in my living room. So I don't know what it is outside because I'm not a cold person. So when it's cold or it looks cold outside, which don't everyone likes to tell me, Amy, how does cold look? You just know when you look mm -hmm. outside, it just looks cold. Okay. So you don't go. You just, Amy doesn't go outside. So we I got have, my little bouncer in my living room. I got heated blankets. So I, I don't, it could be seven degrees outside for all I know. I think that's what our windshield was, but that's about it. Yeah, we have so we have a huge set of wind chimes in the front, a huge set of wind chimes in the back. So whichever one goes off, we'll know which direction the wind's been going. And both have been going off for the last few days. That tells me do not go outside. Well, I, I would say it looks crisp outside, and you can you you can tell when it looks crisp. That, it's cold. That's one of the main things. Makes but, you want to stay inside and play games. How is that a segue? Ah. How's that for segues? <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I got it today. But I want to say I do want to talk a little bit about our schedule coming up. And I have to say I am so looking forward to March, April, and May now because I am already scheduling into May. Yay. And we have, I know, conventions coming on and conventions we're going to. And we have comic book artists. We have an award-winning comic book writer coming on. We have many different talents coming, and I can't wait to get them on. I'm hoping to finish the schedule soon. Uh, like I said, already into March. We'll have a couple left in March, April, and May, but going to start filling out June here soon. Hey, that's, see, now that's an excellent month. Amy and I were both born in June, so you got to make that like a big month. That in April, because isn't yours April? I already know who, well, April. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be at SypaCon and that's actually the show's birthday too. If yeah. you recall, we talked and about we will that. celebrate. I'm gonna try to get everybody to sing happy birthday that's there and we'll record it. Oh now that would be cool. I'm gonna try. <laughs> you know I'll do it. <laughs> yes, and I would do it too, but I know next week we had the one 
cancellation due to scheduling conflict. I'm actually working with somebody coming on for next week. Don't know if it's going to be Thursday or Friday yet, which I'm looking forward to that one too. But that's the main things that we I wanted to discuss before we really get into the topic of our guest here, Scott from uh, Entertainment. Uh, and, entertainment. Yeah, I always go. Uh. <laughs> from the gaming person that I am, it's uh, entertainment. <laughs> but the main thing is, is a lot of it. A lot of this is coming from a story. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So, little background. Uh, you know, first time I was in Japan, uh, which back in the early two thousands, uh, had this uh, idea to to launch a game property, uh, and it was more geared towards a collectible card game, trading card game type genre, uh, which was very popular over here in Japan. And of course, you saw how you know Pokemon kind of swept into the U.S. as well, um, and developed an idea for a game didn't know where really where to take it uh, because you know i had no experience in the industry uh so reached out to a few people uh and uh one was a marketing firm they knew uh, uh richard garfield who uh anybody knows collectible card games uh they he is the inventor of magic the gathering so that's what kicked off the whole genre of collectible card gameplay and talked to him and his uh, partner Scaff Elias and Scaff he was known for uh, really uh, bringing the Pokemon crave and turning the play to the US so between Magic the Gathering and uh, you know uh, Richard and Scaff their combined experience in the industry uh, I, I pitched the game idea and they go yeah that's that's a great idea. We'd love to be involved. So uh, we teamed up. They primarily focused on the game mechanics because a lot of people don't know that there is a lot of uh, probability statistical analysis that needs to be done with these uh, collectible card games. It's a, it's a strategic game, um, unlike, you know, like a you know, typical board game. Uh, but because of that, if there is a player that has a very extensive deck and he knows how to play play well, he will uh, dominate new players. Uh, so what we wanted to do is kind of level that playing field and our idea to implement a probabil uh, uh, probability into, into that scheme uh, was part of the game mechanic so that you, you've got some, uh, you know, an underdog or, you know, someone that's not well experienced, but they always have that chance of winning even against a very experienced, well-armed uh, player. So, so that how was, do you how do you do that with a card game? It's all based on uh, mathematics, and our probability was to implement more like a dice mechanic within the, the gameplay of the card the card game. So there was always that combination of you play certain cards, uh, which play against other other uh, competing cards, but with the roll of a dice or another uh, type of dice kind of mechanic, it could change the outcome of, of that gameplay uh, totally. So kind so of like it, Dungeons and Dragons where you can roll the dice and if it's this, they get this happens. If it's that, this happens. Is it kind of yeah, like very, that? Yep. Very, very similar. Okay. So, so it was, uh, you know, talk, talking to Richard in Scaff, that was kind of the first time that 
this type of mechanic would be would be introduced into this uh, collectible card game, trading card game uh, arena. So uh, they worked on the game mechanics, and this was over, of course, you know, a couple of years. Um, and we realized that there had to be uh, a story world. You know, you had to, you had to have because uh, a lot of the game property was based on you know different characters playing against different characters and groups against groups. Uh, so from that, um, I started developing, uh, conceptualizing a story world, characters, story arcs, and all that. Um, and me being a, a rookie and not knowing what to do in the industry, I, I went to our, our marketing firm again, uh, and they, they gave some direction on which way to go. And I was actually, I was down in Dallas, Texas uh, for uh, some, some work uh, tasking. And I uh, was reading one of the morning papers in the hotel and I read an article on uh, Starlight Runner Entertainment. Mm -hmm. They're out of New York, Transmedia. It was all about transmedia production within the entertainment industry and how you take a property and you expand off that, whether it's a game property uh, uh, type of book property or anything of that nature and how you, you develop that into a, an overall uh, fan uh, strategy of being able to experience different entertainment areas of that property. So I, and I can't remember how I, ex I probably got their email somehow and I reached out to them to Jeff Gomez and uh, they responded back. Uh, we were able to give them a pitch of the game uh, and right away, because Jeff has worked with Richard in the past with Magic the Gathering. Uh, so Jeff Gomez of Starlight Runner, he's one of the best known uh, experts in the industry, whether it's comics, the gaming, uh, the movie industry. Uh, so he's the CEO of Starlight Runner. Uh, and he, he saw the, the new game, the game concept, really thought that was a, a great concept. Uh, but then him and the rest of the Starlight Runner folks saw the, the story that that was developed around the game uh, concept. And that's what they really they really thought had had uh, very good potential to develop further. And what that meant is uh, they started describing, well, in, in the industry, you want to create like a mythology Bible, uh, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like a, to create the whole mythology universe. Uh, so you've got your ancient history of the story all the way to the future, everything in between, all the characters, backstories, uh, the, the setting of the environment, all that. So they like the rules of the environment, you know, what you can mm -hmm. do, what this person can't do, that sort of thing. And I, that's all, brilliant. Yep. All that kind of stuff that was involved with the, the game property. Mm -hmm. But then all the stuff that was purely story world. Uh, so that that was years in developing that. And uh, for a number of reasons, so we, we put the, the game property on the back burner and we started focusing on the story world because it just expanded to such a, a, a large uh, IP that we wanted to take advantage of that. So, um, so if I'm following you correctly, what you're basically doing is you're doing the story portion first to kind of mm -hmm. get everybody to set up and they can read it and kind of get excited about it. And then the game's going to come out later. Is that that's, accurate? Yeah, that is the plan. Uh, okay. So that, that's, I think that's it's a brilliant lot. marketing plan because, you know, 
books get people excited or the storyline gets them excited and then they're like oh, okay cool i could be this or i could be that and it sets their imagination you know like off and running and then you come up with this game after we're like hey now you can put it all into play i think per it's brilliant yep precisely and, and that's that kind of goes to the to the whole transmedia strategy which starlight runner is the uh, expert in you know they, they they wrote the book on transmedia uh so uh, that that brought us uh, to the point where we actually broke up the uh, part of the the story world into into a trilogy. So there's three different novels. The the outline of the novels were created. It actually the first novel uh, was created. That was uh, by Steel Philippek, uh, which is one of the experts at Starlight Runner. Uh, we worked with him, uh, wrote the first novel of the trilogy. Um, and then when it was brought to the publishers for feedback and stuff, there was feedback given. So we had to retool some of the, the novel. Mm -hmm. uh, and during that time, you know, that's where you started seeing where uh, comic books became very influential with, uh, with, with the fan crowd on uh, being introduced into uh, movies and series and, and that, that sort of thing. And... During this whole time, we, we kept developing the story world. So adding adding characters, groups, different story arcs. Uh, so it's become pretty pretty massive. And we said, this is a great uh, a great IP that we could we could start with the comic book property because that seems to be a very good venue uh, to to start the the IP in, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's popular among among fans uh, because. Uh, it's popular among producers too because the comic book, uh, because it's little words to describe what's happening on the page, uh, it gives them a lot of create uh, creative influence if they are going to develop into into like a uh, movie or a uh, animation. So we thought that that was a good way to go. So that brings us to the present day where we're focused on launching the first series. And instead of starting where we started with the book, which is kind of like on the, the human side, the, the earth side of uh, the, the story world, mm -hmm. we, we thought it would be inter more interesting to start on the more fictional uh, side, which is um, the, the anthro, the uh, anthro or, or, or um, story world. It takes place on a, a fictional planet, Ishara. So with it, anim animal type human creatures uh, and where we where we got that idea from is so we just borrow it right from mythology. So very everybody knows the Minotaur, mm -hmm. uh, Theseus, and the Minotaur uh, mythology. Uh, so if you study different mythologies from all different cultures around the world, there's loads of examples of animal humanoid type mm -hmm. creatures that are either gods or or some type of uh, reference within that mythology. So that's what we borrowed from. And what we had to do, we did create that common link between the fictional planet Ishara and, uh, and Earth. And that's where we came up with the, the race of the coup. So, so is this taking place on Earth or is it taking place on a different planet? Or are you having it on one planet and then bringing Earth in later? How is that? That's a good question because th that's exactly what uh, we were going to start on Earth, and we said, "Well, it's going to be more interesting if we start off on this 
this uh, planet with a with a reference, and you'll see in issue one there will be a pretty uh, in-your-face reference on the connection between Earth and and Ishara. Gotcha. Uh, so that will be the 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 opening pages uh, for the fans. That uh, little aha, uh, they'll they'll understand the linkage there and the relevant relevance of the mythology uh, that we're incorporating into our story world, but giving actually giving the mythology uh, a little twist. And uh, that's why our, what we like to uh, tagline is, you know, Earth's true history has been disguised by mythology. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you keep that statement in mind, when you're going, you're reading through uh, the, the comics and you're seeing different characters, for those who are interested in really diving in and kind of doing a little research other than uh, taking everything at the face value of the action and adventure and, and everything that's taking place. Uh, but there's a lot of deeper stuff that uh, true fans can dive into. And uh, whether it's, we borrow heavily from uh, the Sumerian uh, mythologies because that's where we like to say everything started uh, well, just like it did on so, Earth. So you're basically doing a, I, I would say like a science fiction fantasy with a mythology twist to it. Yep, Perf perfect way of uh, explaining uh, kind of like our, our flavor, our, our theme. Well, and that's smart because people know what's going on on Earth. So your main focus needs to be on other planets so they can figure out, okay, what's going on in that planet. And it, it, yep, it, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you're, you want fantasy, so you, you gotta get off of Earth if you really mm -hmm. wanna experience a lot of the fantasy. Uh, mm -hmm. Unless it's something like Lord of the Rings, where it's a totally different uh, uh, realm of, of Earth. Realm or time period yeah. or anything like yes. that, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I now, think that's brilliant. Now, with the comic books, do you have an idea when they're going to be starting to come out? Or or is it going to be, I say comic books, but is it going to be a comic book or is it going to be like a graphic novel? It's, it's going to be a comic book because uh, so our first issue will be about 28 to 32 pages and the script is already done in editing. We've already got a very talented uh, art team on board consisting of uh, Ray Bermudez uh, for the interiors. Uh, John Boy Myers, he's uh, pretty, pretty famous out there for a lot of cool uh, covers that he has done for the comic book industry and he has uh, been uh, working our variant cover. Uh, we've already got our cover art done uh, and uh, some other concept art done for uh, the first five pages. So we will show uh, during the campaign, which we hope to kick off sometime in March, and we are going to use uh, a crowdfunding venue called uh, Zoop. It's a new platform. Uh, so I'm giving them a plug because it's a, it's a great new platform to launch comic book uh, properties on. Um, and we're gonna start off there with getting uh, some, of the, some of the funding that we want, uh, primarily for the production side of uh, getting the comic uh, you know, printed and, and ready to send out the fans. Gotcha. Uh, so we're, we're shooting for March. Uh, that that may vary a little bit depending on uh, uh, getting final artwork done and then doing uh, doing some other things we want to get completed before uh, we commit to putting down some dates when we can deliver these uh, these uh, these the first issue. Okay, I have a uh, question. 
sure. your website for people to find out about it. Um, the website is kumighty.com. Is that correct? That's correct. So it okay. could be kumighty.com or... What's, what's the differentiating between the UG Entertainment and the kumighty.com? So kumighty is the actual... Mighty, okay. that, yep, that, that's the actual... UG is just our, our corporate, you know, our, our corporate okay. entity. Uh, kumighty is the actual property name. And uh, so you'll see um, the ku in the kumighty. There's... Uh, and another thing that a lot of fans can dive into because there are multiple meanings that are very relevant to our story world uh, uh, when you look at ku. Okay. Uh, KU. So it's everything from what Ku signifies uh, in Sumerian, uh, what it signifies in terms of uh, uh, some of the Asian Asian reference of Ku being nine, which are a lot of people that follow mythology. Nine is a very important number. It's an important mm -hmm. number in, in our story world as well. Uh, and it is what we chose. That's the name of the, the uh, enigmatic uh, race or, or entities that are basically the the overseers of Ishara, the ones that are the uh, the ones that created these these anthro beings, which then you can make the assumption they created the the same anthro beings that are in humans mythology, uh, and uh, the linkage also that we want to leave open right now. It's uh, for for. Uh, to keep everything interesting is there we uh, rely on the ancient legend of the the nine unknown men so it, as people learn what that's all about they're going to see some connections they're going to see some uh, relevance between earth and uh, the ku and ishara the anthros and all that so all of that's going to be explained within the comic books that are coming out. Yes, it will. It will okay. slowly roll out. Uh, you know, clues and hints and in some. I like it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Easter <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah, we, we, there's there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs and and that that uh, uh, some they won't matter. You could still read the comic book and really enjoy it for the the face value of the the story and. And all that, but there's a lot of, a lot of it's it's deep and wide, and that's just because we spent so many years developing it with the Starlight Runner team, uh, and just evolving the, the story, adding to it, and uh, really uh, doing the research, doing the research on the mythology side to be accurate with how we incorporate it into our story. Ancient alien connections. <laughs> Ancient alien connections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. It's funny you mention that, but that is if if you look where a lot of the mythologies point to, they, they point to that. So uh, there will be that question: Are the Ku ancient aliens, uh, or mm -hmm. is it is this something else? Yeah, like um, so, I said, I really I think that's brilliant. It's kind of like they can just take the comic books and run the story that way, or those who are interested in the game can actually dive deeper. And so instead of like those little screens that are in the beginning of the game, just giving like the basic gist of the history you guys are actually diving into it so when they start the game they've got a really good foothold on what this situation is that they're walking into yeah that that's a yeah that'd be a good explanation of what we would like to see uh, happen as we we down the road when we get into the the, the further launch of the game mm -hmm. uh that 
that is the in, the intent. Uh, no, I really like it, that. So uh, we're we're you know we're excited to tell the tell the story. The issue one, we think we've we've got it pretty honed uh, to where there are a lot of good arcs um, and. For those who follow us on, we, on LinkedIn, so we chose LinkedIn because we could really t target like-minded uh, people within the comic industry, uh, fans of the fans of comics, uh, producers, screenwriters. Uh, it was very easy to draw a following of specific people that are, are would potentially be fans, followers, and, and friends of the Kumite uh, universe. So. If the, anybody goes to the LinkedIn property, we've already been throwing out some uh, character. Like yep. <laughs> so they'll they'll get Following. a look at. Yeah, they'll get a look at a a, a number of characters that are going to be in issue one, um, and we give them a little bit more uh, maybe background or, or or foresight into maybe where they're going as a character. Uh, mm -hmm. We also introduce some locations, which we get some very cool. Uh, unique locations on Ashara. Uh, we've incorporated uh, some mythology into those as well. I like that idea. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. That's why I followed you on LinkedIn because I want to <laughs> see what's going to come across. That's actually yep. where we met on LinkedIn. Yes, exactly. That, that's what I said. That it's It was a good, good platform for us to really find the folks that we originally want to reach out to and, and develop uh, the, you know, relationships with. Now, one yeah. thing I do want to ask is you, I know you kept saying years to develop, but a lot of that is probably research. I mean, how many, how much research and years did you have to do with myth, the mythology aspect? It, it was, it was quite a, quite a few years. And a lot of it came with, uh, since I have to travel a lot for my work, uh, you know, going down to Africa or the Middle East or Asia, a lot of that was uh, inspirational because I visit ancient, uh, you know, sites that perked my interest, and I drilled down more uh, into research on that on that uh, that that site or that tourist attraction uh, that mm. had deeper deeper roots in mythology, and uh, study on that, and then find ways I can incorporate that into the story world. Uh, but like I said, we some of the things we give it a little twist, um, and a, a lot of that has to do going back to how we incorporate the the, the myth, the legend of the the nine the nine unknown men, which uh, will will hmm. translate over for those those people that want to uh, dive a little deeper. I was just on your site. Your illustrator is phenomenal. I was looking <laughs> yeah, at the pictures we, you have on the site. Um, and I noticed you have a Kickstarter that's going to be starting soon. What is the oh, Kickstarter? That's the soup. Yep, and, and we are still uh, we're we're planning on doing Kickstarter as well because we've also got a a three D um, uh, artist partner, and mm -hmm. he is Ooh. in the process. He's creating. So if if you see our our issue one cover art, it's of uh, four characters, four key characters. They're basically kind of like in a last stand. Uh, a scene, which which is in issue one, uh, he's uh, duplicating those characters in that scene uh, in three in three D models. We're going to offer those as collectible like figures. Uh, I was about to ask for, that if they're going to be actual figures that they can buy. That would be cool. Yep, 
so those are in the works and we're going to use uh, Kickstarter to help us uh, fund that because you know what to get those uh, molded and, and uh, or 3D printed, whichever the best way to go with producing those figures in a good quality. Well, the illustrations are very detailed, so you shouldn't have too much of a problem. They look really good. No, seriously, they look really good. I mm -hmm. just pulled it up and was looking at it. And even that very first cover picture is just like right there. And I'm like, okay, I want to jump in. <laughs> that was that was uh, also when a lot of those, that's some of its uh, our characters are original concept art from when, when we were working on the story world and describing uh, working on the game, we created these character uh, concept uh, artwork uh, for the game originally, and we were use we used that to really pitch the Starlight Runner team, uh, and they that that was one of the first things they noticed is is the artwork of the characters and some of the detail, uh, and that really uh, helped us with the callback and, and them teaming up with us to further develop uh, Kumaidi into a, a full transmedia IP. Now, eventually, are you going to transfer that into an actual um, online game of any kind? Is that in the works later down the road, or are you going to stri strictly for, like, card games? Um, everything, since since uh, it's a, a transmedia kind of developed property, yeah. everything from video games to, to card games to uh, other type of uh, media, like, we do still to plan to revisit the... The, uh, the trilogy, mm -hmm. uh, which will, uh, we're working on the best timeline to, to start that, uh, depending on when we get to a certain point in the comic book series. So we know series one, which this is the issue one that we're developing, a lot of that will be on, uh, on the Ashara side. Uh, we get to the end of it, that's when you'll get the hint of, oh, there might be some earthling humans getting involved in the story. Uh -huh. uh, and and then from that point, uh, series two will will have that next. And and for those people that that also been following on the LinkedIn, we did throw up. It looks like a scroll, and it shows some timelines of story events. Mm -hmm. uh, that if you look at it and read through it, you kind of say, Ah, okay, you're starting off here. This is where we're going. Uh, but then you'll also see the potential of all the cool backstories that we can bring up in later series um, or as maybe a uh, anthology of some sort uh, because uh, everything from behind uh, before the point where we started uh, that's a lot of lot of story worlds and a, a lot of backstories that are developed uh, just waiting to be put into a comic or a graphic novel uh, in the future. So if I'm understanding yeah. this correctly, make sure that I'm, I'm following it because sometimes I do get lost. So I will own <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> so following this correctly, you're going to have the books and then the card game. Is it like a, a role-playing game? Like kind of like Dungeons and Dragons kind of esque? Yeah. It'll be like a say, hybrid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, from my understanding, it's going to be kind of like Magic and Dungeons and Dragons combined. Which is very cool. I'm loving that. Yeah. Totally loving yep, that yep. idea. Because I, I'm, I was a Dungeons and Dragons kid, so I, I'm, yep. I'm following Likewise. this part. <laughs> yeah, so I'm following this part. And so it's like the video game part kind of messes with me, though. I like having a little bit more control over what's going on in front of me, even if it's rolling my own dice. <laughs> so... I, I really love this idea. I love role-playing games, and I think it's going to do really well. 
Yeah, likewise, that's what we, we definitely want to have that on like our radar uh, to, to produce once we, we get some momentum and uh, pick up some steam in terms of uh, the ability to fund production for the game. Uh, so that's that's the, that's the plan. And, uh, and the other thing, what we're leaving open as well is uh, we've, we've got plans where we want to be able to uh, solicit a lot of fan interaction and fan feedback on, on the story because there's ways we've left things open to where we can shape uh, certain things, certain directions to go in. Uh, and we really would like to leave some of that up to the fan. We can always come back and take the other path at a later series, mm -hmm. but we really want this to be fan driven. If they want to see it uh, in, we go in one direction that we, uh, you know, we come to a fork in the road, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to go with what the fans want and start moving in that direction with, with the follow on series or issues, depending on where we're at. Well, it's kind of hinted in the beginning that you're actually physically in Japan. It's Saturday morning for him, so he's he's waking up to help to join us this morning, or tonight, his morning, our night. Uh, it's morning so, here. So he, my, he's in the future. He is. He's he's in the future. We're talking to somebody in the future. How cool is that on the con, on the con hour? Um, we're doing time travel in the nth degree. Um, so my question is, it's currently in Japan. How, when is it going to head over to the U.S.? Is it already here? Yeah. How is that? How is it going to migrate over? Well, uh, so in terms of migration, so it's just me over here. We've got um, all the rest of my partners are we're scattered all over. Uh, whether we're in South America, the U.S., or in Europe. Oh, so you got uh, like feet everywhere. Yeah, we we've got. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. <laughs> we've got a we've got a nice uh, stable of talent all over the place. And, and, you know, nowadays everybody knows you can do that pretty easily, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's, so it, it, there won't be, it won't start in Japan. Uh, it will actually, it will be focused on starting is a, uh, in the U.S. Uh, with, with the campaign. However, you know, with the campaign that's typically open uh, worldwide right. uh, for, for fans to, to uh, pledge or to contribute to the to the campaign to get get it launched. So super excited yeah. about the comic books. Is there yes, a projected um, date for the game? By any chance? Uh, the um, game we don't want to. Yeah, I would say probably not 2022 uh, okay. because we're we really uh, want to stay laser focused on the comic comic right. book series. Uh, make the setup that is, and the yeah. Yeah, and, and we want everything to be very high quality uh, for the fans, so we're focused on that. We don't want to we don't want to go off in too many directions and then kind of uh, not give a hundred percent to uh, the comic series. So uh, it's it we definitely want to um, move in that direction in in the future. And uh, and the the other thing we thought is as we progress the comic book series and have that fan involvement, that's going to help help us maybe shape some of the aspects of, of the game. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, They'll let you know. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited about the comic book. I'm excited I'm about excited. both, but that's me. Well, the comic book because, I mean, you're going to listen to the fans to see mm -hmm. which way you want characters to go. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to pull a Steve Andrino here, and I'm going to say, monsters need love, <laughs> too. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, 
So it's like, oh my god, I want to read it. I want to get it. And I was like, oh well. Well, it's, I know. I might, want start... to go, I might want the character to go this way. I think the character should go this way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's it's like once, cool once it starts and, and the books start coming out and you start generating excitement, I know you're going to get that question. That's just why I asked it. Say my phrase yeah. and I appear. <laughs> Is that kind of like Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, 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 and he appears. <laughs> yeah. And one thing we 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 it's. It's going to be kind of obvious that they'll say, you know, you'll see the big bad and you see who the, the, the good guys are. But as the story goes along, you'll you'll scratch your head and you'll wonder, is he really bad? Uh, is this group really mm -hmm. bad? What is going on here? Because the, the whole, the, the, the peak of everything starts off with, with the coup. And that's, you're going to have to figure them out first because there's a lot of mystery behind this. Uh, this master uh, overseer um, group, and uh, you're you're wondering as things go along, uh, are they good or bad? And, and depending on how that is determined, uh, it's going to really uh, have you wonder about the different characters and, and where they uh, are they doing this because they're they have evil in their heart, or, or are they just doing it because they're oblivious and they've been deceived or so there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of mystery on how you try to sort this out we, we know where it's going but uh in these first several issues it's going to be hard to distinguish mm -hmm. um who's what uh some of it will be obvious because of the the, the violence you're going to say oh that was that was pretty pretty brutal but uh as things progress you might uh start thinking differently well, as from the author perspective side of me, um, if you can project that to the point where they doubt that the bad guy really is the bad guy, is he the bad guy? Then that's brilliant writing. Because when you can get them to see from the perspective of both sides, then you realize that really is just a matter of perspective. I mean, there is a hard and fast bad, but where did it come from? If you can understand the mindset of the character, then it may be a what they grew up with what they believe it's their belief system it may be you know how they see the world and how it came out or it may be you know maybe their people were persecuted a while ago and they're in the middle of a fighting back or they fought back now they're back on top and they want to stay on top you know you never know and when you can project that and get people to understand that that's brilliant and then you fall in love with the bad guy mm-hmm yeah. Like I said, like I said, Steve's there too. Monsters need love too. <laughs> if you can get them to understand the perspective of the bad guy and help them have some sort of compassion for them and understanding, you know, the mm -hmm. fact that they may want to be the bad guy, you never know. But if you can do that, that's really good writing. So that, hands that down. Is, that's been kind of the, the formula, and that's why it's been taking so long to really uh, hammer things out to, to the to the final. Uh, that guys final are more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're more, are, they're more multi level, right? you know. Mm -hmm. there, there's many, they're kind of like donkey sets, they got Legos, so <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like onions, <laughs> kind of like onions, they got Legos, you got to peel them back. Yeah, when you hit the core, there'll be a continual reference of yeah. the you know, the five W's the who, what, when, why, where, what, what is going on, and, and all that, those five W's will be answered along the way because. They'll apply to the coup, they'll apply to the anthro, they'll apply to humans, and then they'll apply to, to a number of other 
uh, story character elements that will be introduced uh, along the way. Let's uh, Daniel, fun. <laughs> he may have been wrong. Yes, he was wrong because he did hurt innocence, but you understand the why. And that's where the good writing portion comes from. If you can have compassion and understanding on the bad guy's side, then that makes a huge difference. It's not a hardcore, this guy's bad, this guy's good. It's why is this guy bad? Mm -hmm. Where is he coming from? You know, when you can hit that and find that and hit that core, that's good. Uh, agree. Uh, we want to keep it keep it interesting and uh, to the point where people are really going to have to dig down and, and uh, try to determine mm -hmm. uh, what that character is all about. Mm -hmm. no, now, I think many, I'm excited. I'm thoroughly excited. To me, this is like the candy. Of, <laughs> Come on, pass this it is over. like kind of like the beginning of. I guess I don't want to say wow, but it it's kind of like the beginning of like a multimedia online role playing game, Watching the comic book is the games, the Dungeons and Dragons. It's like everything in combined, the creating and just building up. And like you said, I'm sure it did take years getting all this started and putting it all together. And it's, I guess, kind of just coming together for you right now where it's all just with the comic books coming out very soon. I don't know if that's going to be in April, May. I know you're doing the Kickstarter Zoop thing in March. So is it going to be like April, May, or June before everything starts coming out, you think? Yeah, it should be. Uh, the typical thing is, you know, a campaign for 60 days or less. Uh, and once that's done, funding is achieved to where we can actually kick off the production cycle with printing and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're thinking uh, the first issue, the inaugural issue, should be uh, available to ship out sometime in in uh, May, June time time period. Uh, depending on if, if we do see any slippage to the right, uh, we'll let fan fans know because we want to make sure we do everything right. And if it takes, you know, a couple more weeks here, a uh, week there, we want to make sure things are going out quality. And we got some additional things we want to pack into the first issue is kind of some value adds in terms of uh, uh, like a a map, for example, which which we which we show uh, that's always seems to be a something that the fans like. They like to see a map yeah. on where where characters are, are journeying to and uh, what's going on in this area. Why is this location significant? Uh, so we're we're adding some stuff. There's actually going to be a a, a glossary also in it uh, to give fans some basic. Uh, there's going to be very few Sumerian words. In phrases, uh, because the connection between ancient Sumeria and and Ashara, you'll you'll see that linkage there. Uh, but we've peppered in a few uh, Sumerian words and phrases uh, into the the dialogue, uh, and incorporated a glossary at the end, so uh, you can go see exactly what that you'll from the context you'll get what it what it means when they're when they're speaking, uh, but you'll get the direct translation uh, in the glossary on the, the last pages. So those who are excited yeah. about it can start studying Sumerian history. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> how can those who want to know more and be able to follow along with your pattern, how can they somehow join in? Is there an email list? Is there a website besides LinkedIn? Yep, so LinkedIn's the key one. And then we're gonna uh, solicit fans uh, and, and followers to provide 
uh, their email through our um, our email list. It can be uh, implemented on the Kumite website. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can go there and click. And soon we'll we'll have that as a just a alert mechanism for folks um, to say, hey, we're at this point. Uh, we're getting ready to to launch a campaign where we hit these milestones and. Uh, so we'll want to open up the channel communications with with everybody. Uh, right now, our, like I said, our primary uh, venue for that is the platform is the LinkedIn. So uh, we got a lot of people uh, following following there, and that's a good place to start since that's where we've been introducing a lot of the story world elements. Well, Gosh. I know I know what Trevor's getting CJ for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Oh, to sign I, up just for those who are watching to sign up for the email list you got to scroll all the way to the bottom of the first page yep and that's there is, how i know that people can select what character that they might be most interested in hearing more things about uh on the website there's a vote, voting mechanism where they can choose what character uh that they uh, would like to know more about because uh, uh, we we probably eventually will maybe produce some type of like character bio uh, documents. Uh, another thing we've gotten to making is like an Ashara field guide, uh, because you'll notice there's things that are different on Ashara, and a lot of things are borrowed uh, from some like prehistoric area uh, era on Earth uh, for the wildlife and, and fauna and stuff like that. But we'll have a field guide to point out. Oh, that's just not a creature that was totally uh, made up. It's actually a creature from this era in the prehistoric uh, time frame on Earth. So it's kind of a cool crossover there too. You see some more ancient Earth history in, in the world of Ishara. See, and I like this. Like I said, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons meets Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and so like, how can you go wrong with that? That's brilliant. I love it. And there's going to be uh, some uh, a good mix of sci-fi. Once another uh, story character uh, group gets involved, you're going to see the the sci-fi side of side of things. So Comic Con people yeah. will be chomping at the bit to get a hold of this. Yes, that's, that's yes. what we're hoping. And you know, we yes. we're oh, we're in such me, good, we're we're in such good company with you know the the art talent we have on board, and just the fact that. Uh, this story has been uh, developed and, and, and matured by the likes of uh, Febin Nisicia. You know, he famed acclaim with dead, creating Deadpool. Jeff Gomez, who's a legend in, in the industry and transmedia uh, production. Steel Philippex, uh, who, who actually is the author of uh, novel one of the trilogy. Uh, all those guys had such tremendous influence on uh, developing the property and really uh, providing mentorship uh, to myself and, and my brother because you know, you know when we stepped into this we had z zero uh, experience uh, with comic book production game production all that so uh, we're, we're pretty excited we think we we're going to be rolling out a really good uh, property that fans are going to really uh, latch onto and, and enjoy like I said, I'm excited. I poked around your website and I'm loving it. So anybody who likes role-playing games or comic books or anything of that sort, you guys have got to check this out. It's ku-mighty.com. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. It is. Okay. Make sure I got it. Yep. 
And, but in the meantime, and, before it comes out, check out Sumerian history. Which yep, is, history and, and, is another one of my passions, so it's all good. <laughs> yep, hit, hit the LinkedIn. You can go to our featured posts, and that or, or all of our posts really it's just it shows a, uh, a a group of characters, which many of those are in issue one. So you'll okay, see cool. a little backstory, uh, and then you'll get a little taste of okay, I, I can expect to see these guys doing something in this inaugural issue. Mm -hmm. um, uh, to find that on LinkedIn, you got to go to UGH exclamation point entertainment. That's how I found them. Yep. Yes. And feel free to uh, you throw any uh, comments or messages, and uh, we're we've been very happy to uh, we open dialogue with our fans, and anytime they want to ask questions um, or even have ideas, we're we are always open to that, and we enjoy that. That that's what makes this all worthwhile. Is uh, interacting with fans that like the same stuff that, that you like. I'm excited like that. Um, and the now generation portion of me is like, I need it now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the things. It's like, oh my God, when's the Kickstarter going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the Christmas. Come on. Yeah, and that's part of, uh, but I like everything to be as perfect as possible. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if mm -hmm. I have to push things to the right, I'm, I'm pretty patient in that respect. But I know like, you know, where people, oh, we get deadline. We got to get this out. I said, well, I don't well, want to meet quality. the deadline if we're going to be at fifty percent. I, I don't like to go that route because you know you you want to put out the best product possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to put out quality stuff, especially if this is going yeah. to be the beginning portion of your game. It's setting up yeah. your game, so it has to be right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm I'm just excited, and waiting for it to come out. Now it's like, oh, yeah, uh, it work. <laughs> Working hard to get uh, uh, to get get everything put together uh, with with uh, all the artwork, the, the lettering, and the formatting, and all that. So uh, we want it to be really, really tight and really, really nice. Um, especially since it is the, the inaugural issue, so we'll kick things off. Mm -hmm. um, and then mm -hmm. we'll, you know, like I said, we have some additional uh, things for those fans that really uh, want more than just the comic book we'll have some additional stuff like like the figures which will be very cool because the art you see on the cover you'll have the the figures that will depict that exact same scene and, and they're really you, you can see that the the cover uh depiction of the cover art on on the website as well that's what it's going to look like well people who know me by now don't know that there are very few things i get excited about but when i get like this excited about it it's going to happen <laughs> it's kind of like the texas Ren fest I was super excited about it. It's going to happen. So guess what? <laughs> this is going to happen, and I'm going to have part of it somewhere. <laughs> yes. And I'm we'll, excited. We'll, like I said. And, and when we go, we'll, we'll jump back on, on your guys' show, and uh, once we have product in hand so we can talk through uh, talk through the, the first issue and stuff like that, that would be fun. No, I do have a question. Oh, that would when, be fun. Definitely. When the books start coming out or when they're out, are you guys going to go to certain Comic-Cons? Like, is it just the big ones? You're going to go to certain Comic-Cons, certain areas to sell the books themselves to people at the table? Um, that's the plan. You know, since since we're kind of an indie indie property at this mm -hmm. time, uh, we, we want to do as much as that as possible. Um, I know I've got things here in Japan that I'm going to uh, participate in uh, uh, while I'm over here. But also getting back to the states especially as soon as it's a little bit easier to to travel internationally 
we definitely want to get to the shows with with our with our talent um, uh, and and give give the fans some additional things if we can make it to those shows. So yeah, because our comic cons are yeah. have geared up already and they're already continuing. Yeah, to go, at least in that. Texas. At least in yep. Texas, I can I can vouch for that. The rest of the country, I don't know. In Texas, we, we're done missing our comic cons. I think I know what CUJ was talking about. Let, let me give you a little place called Conroe, which is north of Houston. <laughs> I already knew what she was hitting at. Please and thank you, and I will meet you at the table. <laughs> well, hoping to get there. Yeah, hoping to get there in the future. That's well. That's, that's not what, to the end of August. So if you can yeah. get here by the end of August, I'd be happy to meet you there. I volunteer as tribute for Texas. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I do want to thank you for being on our show. And I definitely, I mean, definitely want to have you back, especially if we're going to be sitting there talking about first one or two issues even. That that would be cool as hell. I'll put it out there. <laughs> when your Kickstarter comes, you know, just when let your us Kickstarter know comes we out, go. yes. We'll do we'll do that. We'll uh, try to try to get the message out um, uh, as widely as possible. When you come and, to Conroe, uh, Texas, let us know. <laughs> that, definitely, definitely have to be on the uh, travel itinerary. So, um, yeah, down the road, we're looking forward to it. And like I said, looking forward to anybody jumping on our, our LinkedIn and giving us some uh, feedback and thoughts and just to enjoy the stuff we've been plugging in there. Um, and then we will keep everybody aware of as soon as we're ready to, to launch the, the Zoom. Go to ku-mighty.com. You can check yes. out the illustrations. Head over to LinkedIn and go to UGG Entertainment. Follow UGH. them and you can get a mm -hmm. little bit more information and get as excited as I was because I don't normally play on the computer when I'm on here because it freezes me, but I was watching. I was playing. Yep. Like what wanna, I thought. Yep. And I want to thank, thank you guys for the invite. Thank you. Uh, Definitely. No problem. We enjoyed having you. And for everybody, especially if you're in Texas, stay warm. Oh, it's only only two more days. Actually, I think it's supposed to get up into the 50s the next two days. But as long as it was like the nights, again last the year, I'm okay. Still, the nights are still cold. Yeah. But anyway, everyone, we will be here Tuesday. And I'm not going to announce our next guest until I have a 100% positive. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Friday. And that will be at 6 p.m. We might start a little bit later, depending on things. But it's going to be a fun show. I'll put it that way. A very fun show. But until then, everyone, we will see y'all on Tuesday.